Hello and welcome back to another episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. Hi, I'm Angela Dawn of Authentic Heart Coaching. I'm a tantric sex coach and I do desire-based coaching and intimacy training for individuals and couples. And I'm Katie Wilkinson. I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach for men and I help men create deeper connection that they're craving in their marriage and relationships. So today we're going to be talking about period sex, one of the most taboo kinds of sex. And you know, I love a taboo. So <laughs> we all love a taboo, right? So I don't know about you, Katie, but I'm a fan of period sex. What's your opinion? So honestly, for me, it, it depends on how my digestion is feeling. Let's be real. But <laughs> sex play in general can be such a fantastic way to ease your period cramps and bring more pleasure to your body during a time when you might not be feeling the most pleasure focused. You know, it's such a great time for pussy and body worship. And a lot of folks get really horny just before or on their periods. For me, it tends to be towards the end of my period. Yeah. I mean, sometimes women become more sensitive during their period, right? So like I say, go for it. Could be the best sex you ever have with your partner. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, quick note on that one though. I've heard people say that they love period sex because, you know, yeah, you know, birth control, you can't get pregnant. That is not true. Absolutely not true. Contrary to popular belief here, you can get pregnant during your period because sometimes an egg is released early and is available for fertilization. So if you're not wanting to get pregnant, please do continue using your birth control of choice. Yeah. I mean, if someone is carefully watching their cycle, it can be a safe time, but I'm definitely not one to tempt fate. And I will tell <laughs> you, my body responsively ovulates. So like my body will decide, oh, we really liked that dick. We're just going to pop one out. So yeah. <laughs> so opportunistic. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, really, thanks, body. Thanks for looking out for, you know, my progeny. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not about to tempt fate for, you know, with that. Like, you know, you use your method of birth control. I'm not judging anyone's method of birth control, but I'm not about, not about to tempt that fate. Uh, so we mentioned that heightened sensitivity piece or potential for horniness because of hormones and where you are in your cycle. What else is good about period sex? Have you noticed how blood makes an awesome lubricant? And since someone with a period is typically going to be bleeding more in the first couple of days of their cycle, hello, nature's moon lube. <laughs> and, you know, periods can also be such a great time for oral sex too. Now, I know for some people that might be like a little bit too much, but if you want a barrier between your face and the blood, you know, or, you know, or if someone's eating your pussy and they do want that, you can either use a dental dam to cover your own face, or you can even make your own dental dam by taking a standard male condom and just slicing it along the long side so that you can unroll it and you have that same nice flat surface to cover up the vaginal opening. Yeah. So let's talk a little more about ways to make things less messy when we have the magical moon lube, shall we? <laughs> well, if you're into being less messy, because we know some people really enjoy the more primal vibe of that. Mess. Absolutely. Like, okay. So I, this is an old story, but I once had period sex with a partner and when we were cleaning up, he said, damn, this shit is viscous. <laughs> Looks like a murder scene in here or, you know, something along those lines. But I, I never forget that. It's like actually ingrained in my brain. And and my heart does go out to the folks that had to collect the towels from that hotel room, really. <laughs> I apologize. I was quite young. Um, so I owe it to the world to, to talk about how to make period sex less messy, right? <laughs> 
So my favorite solution here is using something called a flex disc or a soft disc. If you're bleeding only moderately, these are great. They kind of sit behind the pubic bone and they form a barrier. They're not the same thing as a cup. So you can have sex with them in and they will block at least most of the flow. If you do try them this way, I would recommend fully reading the directions because they can be a bit tricky when you start using them. It's also important to remember that they will move around as your vaginal canal changes shape during sex. So you'll want to wait um, some time after sex before removing that disc. It will be in a slightly different spot than where you left it if you go in for it right away. I freaking love soft discs. I was using them back when they were called soft cups. I mean, they are absolutely amazing. Like I don't use tampons. So if I'm in need of some kind of internal period management, they are my go-to, but I've never had intercourse with one in though. So I'm curious in your partner's experiences, can their penis feel the disc? Like I know that it's sitting up behind the pubic bone. And so, you know, to remove it, you would flex like your pooping muscles so that you can get a finger underneath the ring and start to pull it down. I'm curious if the penis can feel that ring as it's sliding back and forth, or can it accidentally catch on it or has it in your experience? So in my experience, Katie, most men can't feel the disc. Um, I've tried it many times. (laughs) And it's only been rare that someone can feel it. Um, and But this is going to vary, obviously, based on the geography of the woman's vagina and and exactly, you know, where her cervix is and how the, the vagina is shaped at that time in the cycle, right? Because And the size and shape of the man's penis also obviously matters. But most of the time, he may not feel anything at all. Or if he does feel something, it'll be such a small... Um, you know, like maybe a little bit of rigidity or something, and it's not even going to be a problem. Uh, my other favorite way to make things less messy is just to have a red or a dark towel or a blanket at the ready. So maybe if you purchase one of those waterproof blankets for squirting, get a dark one, but it doesn't have to be anything fancy like that random checker plaid picnic blanket in your closet. That's (laughs) going to work great, right? I once had a lover that kept a red blanket at the ready and I thought that was so cool and so sexy that they were just like ready to have period sex all the time. I love that idea so much. And like red blankets, red in general is so sexy, like a deep, dark crimson yum. But you know, it's not sexy, Katie. What's that? (laughs) Not mentioning to your partner that you're bleeding like crazy. (laughs) Just going for it anyway. I have a friend who had a partner that did not alert him to the fact that she was on her period. They just went for it on his white sheets. Oh my God. He knew full well that she was bleeding. I think she should have just said, hey, let's grab a towel. I, uh, this frustrates me so much to hear this. Cause like, I've never had sex with someone who has a period, but I'd be so, so very upset if they didn't caution me that they were bleeding. Like, it's not, it's not that the blood is a problem. It's not that like the blood is gross by itself. Mm-hmm. It's just such a basic courtesy that your body is in this altered state. You know, like I warn partners, if I'm gassy, I warn them if I think I might be coming down with an illness, like whatever. I want to make sure that they can make informed consent about whether or not they choose to participate every single time. Mm. And I have white sheets. I would be furious. Right. I get it. Accidents happen. But if you know ahead of time, you need to let them know, you know, having someone's blood on you or on your belongings, that's a very intimate thing. They need, it needs to be informed consent. Mm. 
yeah I mean I'm all about period sex but I'm like I'm going to say, let's grab a towel and, and nine times out of 10, it's not even necessary. Right. But I'm going to err on the side of taking care of someone's belongings, even my own. Right. Like I don't want to get stains on my sheets, you know? So like get that towel, get that squirting blanket for sure. (laughs) Um, I do have one more thing to offer though, about making things less messy. And this is good. This is unconventional. This is something that most people don't know about. Um, there's a Taoist practice called Jade Egg. Um, and by doing practices like this, that create more sensitivity in the vagina, a woman can become more sensitive and I dare say happy. And, uh, the period can become lighter, less crampy and shorter. Uh, there are definitely Eastern philosophies that believe some of, some of the difficulties we have in terms of period cramping uh, can be the result of, you know, past negative relationship experiences and so forth. And if you're someone who believes in that um, sort of theory, I do, you can, you know, shame me for that or not. A woman getting in touch with her yoni with practices like a jade egg practice can be a miracle in so many ways and less messy period sex is just kind of a side effect. Like I can tell you since I started my own personal jade egg practice and started doing things like this and started practicing Tantra, my period is way shorter, way less painful. And I see an acupuncturist for the the minor pain that I do have on day one. So, you know, I think jade eggs are incredible. I'm happy to teach people to do jade egg practices. And I think it makes your period less flippin' messy. So in my experience, that's the case. Hearing you say jade egg, like I can feel the middle of my vagina like glowing right now because I really do feel amazing. Um, But on the note of period pain, in my experience doing something more taboo and that you know, most people might not be on board with this yet. Using period products that don't contain bleach, don't contain chlorine, don't contain harsh chemicals. Like I use cloth pads. I use reusable period underwear that you just like bleed directly into. I found that both of those over years of using them have reduced my period cramping and my flow now that I very rarely use disposable. I'm going to interject here, Katie, and say the same thing. Like before I even got to doing jade egg practices, um, I went from regular um, regular tampons to organic cotton ones, right? And then I found even better relief using something like a flex or a soft disc. Um, there's something about something in there holding the blood that I I think for me, my body decides it's a foreign body and 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 wants to get rid of it, and my cramps are more. So um, yeah, what you use down there definitely shouldn't have bleach or chlorine or harsh chemicals in it. All of that is going to make your your experience of your period more difficult. Right? Those are mucosal membranes. They are mm-hmm. absorbent as fuck. <laughs> Choose wisely what chemicals yeah. you have nearby them. And I agree with you that the better a woman feels about her body, you know, on the note of the jade egg, the more she's going to have a positive emotional connection to these organs that are down there and the better overall experience she's going to have with the period. Like I am, I've never met anyone else who said they enjoyed having a period. I freaking love having it. I feel so feminine at the beginning of my cycle. I just, it's hard to explain it. Like I wanted it so much as a preteen and then it showed up and it was like, I've got my ticket into the queendom of womanhood. And like, it's just, it's such a special thing for me. And like, 
I used to have pretty bad period cramps when I was younger. And, you know, the side effects aren't a lot of fun. I tend to get a lot of digestional issues. But in general, it hasn't felt like a gross experience to me. It hasn't felt like it's tainted my sexuality or my sexual expression. I might modify it while, you know, I'm on my period for how I want to go about expressing sexuality, but it doesn't feel like, you know, the curse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a little bit older and I definitely grew up hearing people kind of complain about that time of the month. And I grew up with that too. (laughs) Tend to be, you know, surrounded by people who, when they get to my age or a little bit older are very, very happy to stop cycling. They're like Mm. thrilled with menopause and I'm not in any way like dreading getting into menopause, but I love cycling. And I, I think it is part of who I am as a, a human woman and, and I embrace it and I, I take it easy on day one or two and that's just part of life. And I think that we should all just be, embracing how our bodies naturally function in this like fucking miraculous way. Right. Right. Like not fighting this just natural process that exists. I feel so much more tuned into nature at the time. I I rolled in the grass once in college, like a friend was staring at me and I was like, it's day one. I want to connect with the grass. Like, yeah, right on. Happier time, you know? Yeah. (sighs) So with that said, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Angela, what are our key takeaways this episode? Okay, well, before we went on a period tirade, <laughs> uh, at the end there, <laughs> I would say a wave, if you will. <laughs> period sex is not necessarily something to avoid. That's number one. Number two, talk about it with your partner and see how you both feel. You can come to some kind of mutual agreement around that time of the month, not a big deal. And you can try different ways to make it less messy to preserve all of our white sheets, unless you're into that mess. And in that case, go to town. (laughs) And that's all for this episode of Quickies with Angela and Katie. Thanks for listening. And you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And if you'd like more great info on sex, love, and relationships, be sure to follow us both on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Authentic Heart Coaching or my website, AuthenticHeartCoach.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Katie Coaches or my website, KatieCoaches.com. So if you liked what you've heard here and you want to explore more, Angela, what offerings do you have? Yeah, right now I have an ongoing class called Meditation for Better Sex. It's in Severna Park, Maryland, live class, 7.30 p.m. every other Tuesday. You can drop into that class for $20. Uh, Definitely uh, check out my links for that. I also am super excited to be offering tantric honeymoon experiences for couples of all shapes and sizes. I'm so stoked. Uh, I'm going to be taking a couple of couples to Mexico and then many more to to Costa Rica. So if you are interested in getting away with your partner uh, and just really deepening your relationship, this is a way to set aside time that is just for you. It is a week to develop your intimacy and I will be there to coach you every day and just really help you come to a, a grounded and loving place together in paradise. I'm so excited to be leading these retreats. What fun. All right. And uh, is there anything else? 
Oh, well, I have a Patreon for my 20 something group now. I think that's, I think that'll be launched by the time this episode comes out. I was hesitant to say something, but yes, my 20 something Zoom is moving to to Patreon where you can pay a small monthly fee and get my uh, previously free advice for 20 somethings. Beautiful. So we'll see you next time on Quickies with Angela and Katie.